0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt Podcast. Yes, I am still alive, barely. Um, I was a little under the weather, so Sean and I had to put a little bit of a postponement on our podcast, but we are back. We are back and better than ever. We did a little bit of a Wednesday kind of rundown thing, emergency pod, because the greatest free agent pitcher of all time was signed by the Yankees today in Garrett Cole. So we jumped right in. We talked about that. We talked a little more Yankees. Then we talked... A little NBA, just a little bit, and some Jets and Giants. Following that, we made our picks for the up-and-coming week. We're still doing that, of course. Next week, we'll be back with a full Monday rundown, um, and that is pretty much it. So enjoy the pod. Follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports, On Instagram, Sorry underscore Sports. Check out the website, SorrySports.com, and if you have anything to say, shoot us an email, SorrySports at Yahoo.com. Enjoy the pod.
1: everybody welcome back it's sorry to interrupt hope you all didn't forget about us uh we are back and ready to go uh condensed pod today tom welcome back man how are you
0: thank you um i'm in better spirits now we're going to discuss in about two seconds why i'm in better spirits i was uh a little under the weather with a lot more than a cold but listen i'm still alive i'm still kicking they couldn't get rid of me that quick so i'm fine
1: I was getting texts from people, um, checking up and saying, hey, where's the pot at? We got a lot of things going on. I said, you Tom's know, on his deathbed. I, I said, Tom, Tom's fighting through something here. And, and unlike you, who are, you know, uh, you know, prescribed bad guy, uh, when I couldn't make it last year and you had Will and you were talking about me being, you know, institutionalized and having a nurse and whatever, I, I did not. I did not go that route. So could have, it would have
0: been well warranted, but it was nice enough. Yeah, again,
1: I, I'm just a, uh, I'm a better person than you, and and that's right,
0: fine. Right, right, right. Um.
1: Right. Anyway, let's get to it, man. So on the docket today, we're gonna go with a couple of things. Um, we're not gonna do our full NFL Wednesday. Um, we'll get back to that next week. Um, just figured with everything going on, um, trying to get as much content in, and also last night, uh, news drop that we've been anticipating kind of precariously. We weren't sure what was going to happen, although as the days went on, I know you and I were texting each other, but really in the last week, it became evident that the Yankees were, this was not the Patrick Corbin uh, situation of last year. This was not the Harper Machado thing of last year. This was much more reminiscent of CC Sabathia in 08, and the New York Yankees got their man. $324 million, nine years, $36 million annual to Mr. Garrett Cole. How we feeling, brother?
0: I know the number is historic and huge, and on the back end we might be paying the tax for what we're going to be seeing with over, going over the next five years, I'd say. But I don't care what fucking price it costs. I don't care what they had to pay. I'm just happy that he is in a Yankees uniform and not in a Angels and or Dodgers or whoever the pseudo other team was. I don't care what they had to pay. He's the best pitcher to step onto the market since probably CC Sabathia back in 2008, I believe it was. So over that winter, I am over the moon. And I think, to be honest with you, it might be crazy to say because CC was pretty dominant, then he might be better.
1: Well, if you look at, you know, with the new, new analytics and if you look at every number under the sun, he is the best free agent pitcher ever to become – a a free agent and sign a deal he's 29 years old and you know I'm gonna be honest man I I was I was hearing all the rumors and rumblings about how Cashman had gotten the go-ahead from the Steinbrenners to offer him essentially a blank check last year and how he was their top priority and only priority during the winter meetings and all that sounded great and then when Monday afternoon came and Strasburg signed a seven-year deal for 245 Remember, on Sunday, that was the rumored deal the Yankees were going to offer Cole. So I'm thinking, oh, shit, there's no way they're going to get him, you know, for anything probably less than 285, 290. And if Strasburg's getting seven at 31 years old, you know Boris now is going to ask for at least eight, probably nine or ten with Cole. And I'm thinking, Oh man, are the Yankees really gonna go that far? Or are they are they really all in on this? And not that they weren't all in, but that that's a seismic shift in in possibility, right?
0: I completely so, agree with you. It is a seismic shift, but at the end of the day, this guy is the best pitcher to hit the market. I mean, since who? I, I, I can't even think.
1: Probably CeCe. I think you're right. I think I think he's CeCe. better.
0: I think he might yeah, be a well, better a version thing. of that. And, and you know what? you got to give the guy a blank check. Sometimes you know you don't want to give that extra year to Corbin as much as we would have liked it because maybe that would have resulted in the Yankees going to the World Series last year. They had their issues. Uh, basically, in, with runners in scoring position in that series, it wasn't even completely the pitching.
1: It wasn't at all. No. no,
0: it really wasn't, so you can't even say that. Corbin is a nice pitcher. He's a nice number two this guy is the best pitcher in baseball and has been since he stepped foot into Houston and he was pretty damn good in Pittsburgh as well. And he's the best pitcher and it's really not even close. I know Justin Verlander won the Cy Young Award. We both disagreed with that from what I remember. Um, but he, he's 29 years old and he's by far the best pitcher in baseball, most dominant pitcher in baseball. And sometimes you got to be the Yankees on this and just open up the purse strings. And i got no complaints. I'm really happy that they did it.
1: No, I have no complaints either. I, what I was trying to just get at was the fact that, you know, you were gonna, you knew you were about to see a contract in territory that we've never seen. And once we were going to get to the 300 mark and, you know, nine or ten years was going to be the minimum he was going to sign for, we just haven't seen this from a starting pitcher before. So it, it was becoming evident that, okay, they're either going to have to forbid every kind of you know edict or you know uh i don't know memo from the steinbrenner ownership over the last few years of okay let's say we can we can go all in but what does all in mean and i wanted to see what all in meant and last night around midnight it proved what all in meant and He's just a it different was pitcher, man. that was he,
0: insane this is balls in i mean this is the biggest contract for a pitcher ever and it's the second most valued contract aside from trout i believe an annual value is even more and sometimes you got to do 36 million man yeah yeah a year sometimes you got to do these things and i'm really happy the yankees did it and from all indications for me i just think that this means i don't know we can talk about the yankees future in the off season i think there's more moves to come maybe not on the free agent market cuz there's i don't know who's out there as a big bat you don't really need anybody as a big bat you still have Batansis who's a free agent. You're going to have to see how that goes because they kind of just let Didi walk on a one-year deal, so clearly they didn't want him back because that was only money, and if they wanted him, they would have taken him back. I'm sure he wanted to come back to the Yankees. When it comes to Batances, that's a little bit different because the Yankees are pretty full in the infield, unless they make a move for Lindor, which is kind of what I'm alluding to here, but I don't know (laughs) if that's going to happen.
1: doesn't look that way, my friend.
0: No, but again, you never know. I mean, sometimes these, these things come in waves, and maybe the Yankees will make another splash.
1: You know, it's interesting. You know, you say that there's not really many moves to make, and I I think it's exactly that. I think Gardner's their next guy to, to, to bring back because he fits everything they're looking for. I mean, he can be a fork outfielder. He can be a guy that's clearly been able to play every day. I mean, last year he was expected to be a fourth outfielder. Dude had his best season last year. He was expected to be a fourth
0: outfielder. 151,
1: 152 games started out of the 162, and he you know, checks all the boxes that the Yankees are looking for. They know him. He's clutch. He fits everything. We know what Brett Gardner is. Aside from that, maybe you bring back Patantis, Blake Trinan, who was a guy that had been discussed. Signed for a one-year, ten million-dollar deal with the Dodgers today, so he's out of there. So, I mean, we'll see how how desperately they want to go bullpen route. Remember, you still have Green, you still have Ottavino, you still have Chapman, Chapman and Britain. So, I'd like Kaneley. to see.
0: I'd like to see them bring back Betances. Oh, I would too. I do I mean, know, I think I mean that... coming off of an Achilles, I think it's only going to be money. I don't think the. I think he's going to want to prove himself, and I think it's just going to be a big one-year deal.
1: That's exactly what it's going to be. And if he's going to prove himself anywhere and get back on the market, I mean, I think he was in line before this injury-plagued season.
0: Record. He was
1: in line for possibly being the highest-paid reliever of all time. I mean, he was an all-star for four straight years. There's Absolutely. really no one he else that dominant. can say that. So you can bring him back. You know, I'd give him a sweetheart kind of major incentive-laden deal. But I could see another team like a Minnesota or something really just throwing Word everything at him. Where is Tampa
0: really looking at him heavily, too? Yeah, and there's been
1: rumor for the Mets as well, so I, I don't know. I, I Mets also the, rumored they, to be
0: trading for Carlos Correa. Wow. I don't know I if you saw that. that. Mm-hmm. I don't
1: know. No, I did not. That must be brand new. Um, I last checked MLB trade rumors about a half hour ago, 40 minutes ago, but either way, that would be something. Who knows? I mean, they signed Michael Walker today I would on a one-year prove-me kind of deal, and I think that's a really good move by them. But either way, getting back to the Yanks and what they have to accomplish the rest of this offseason, my friend, I don't know. I, I, I don't think there's really much else to have to do. No, Besides not at Gardner, all. Get, maybe bring back a Batantis. But, you know, the, the biggest thing about this Garrett Cole signing, and I'm sure you'll agree, it's not just that he's that bona fide ace. It's not just that he's the guy that has the other team beat when you look at his name on the scorecard before he's starting the game. It's the fact that he 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 is – going to change the entire tenor of the team. And no matter how good Tanaka is and Severino is and Paxton is, we'll see who the fifth starter ends up being. But we know that those guys are relatively limited once they get to around 100 pitches or through 5 innings. This guy can go 120 and dominate. This reminds me so much of what CC was from 09 through 12. You can book him for 7 to 8 innings of 3 runs or less basically every time out and you can tell your relievers Hey, y'all just chill today because we're you know, we're we're good. And that means so much going forward because even though the Yankee bullpen was so much better than the Astros, the Astros bullpen was much more rested. And I think that paid dividends, especially when they didn't have you know, they got to see the same Yankee reliever five, six times in a six game series, you know, that's a huge disadvantage when you get into a best of seven and uh and and Cole eradicates that big time.
0: I absolutely agree with you. And the other big thing is taking Cole away from the Astros, who were pretty much, if you look at it, the Yankees have to be the bona fide... For all time the bona fide favorites in, in the american league to go to the world series now because the only team that was in their way is the astros the red sox are rebuilding we don't know if the twins are going to be able to repeat that what they're going to repeat and we also obviously own the minnesota twins they might as well we might as well be the yankees of new york slash minnesota the way we fucking <laughs> own those motherfuckers and i mean who else do you have I think the Yankees are head and shoulders the team to beat. Tampa Bay, you could throw in there. Tampa Bay, I, I agree with that, but I, I still think I would take the Yankees team over them, like not even close.
1: Uh, Buster Olney uh, said today on his podcast and also when he went on the Michael Kay show that this Yankee team will be the most prohibitive favorite to win a World Series since the 99 Yankees that came off a 125 win World Series 98 team and brought in Roger Clemens. Well, let's hope, so let's hope give, they can do just that. They yeah, that. Just to give year, you perspective. Because they won that year, so. They did. So, I, I think, obviously, we're over the moon about this. Every Yankee fan should be. For I the, am for ecstatic.
0: This, I am fucking for this. crazy about this. I was so happy waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning
1: <laughs> to this. Can we just tell the skeptics, too, like, shut the fuck up about worrying about you know what happens 9, 10 years down the line? Let's also remember something we haven't brought up yet. He hasn't opt out after five, which he I does. think is the per- perfect amount of time, because it's not three, and at five he'll be thirty-four. You'll hopefully have at least a World Series under his belt, and if he's pitching great and wants another five-six year deal, you can let him walk and let him try to find you know a higher annual value. Absolutely, I mean, and this it, just draws, I don't think that we'll have to
0: worry about that. This just draws so many comps to CC because it's like, yeah, you know what he didn't really he didn't really prove out his second deal but again at the end of the day we were happy to have cc because he did deliver that world series championship in 2009 so who gives a fuck about the rest of the years he got us a ring and that's all we want
1: and you know what too is he did so much more for that team like he was dominant for 4 years he had a couple rough years in the middle there but from 17 figured 18, it out. to 19 he really figured it out, and if it wasn't for his injuries, I mean, he really became a very good pitcher, a good average, you know, three or four pitcher, and I and I think that was the thing when you look at Garrett Cole. Is he a power pitcher? Yes. Does he have dominant stuff? Yes. But the guy knows how to pitch, and as long as he stays healthy, I don't have any doubt that he'll be able to figure out how to reinvent himself, you know, at the middle to end of that contract.
0: Absolutely, and I'm not looking... For year seven, eight, nine, right now, I'm looking at year one through five, like you said, and that's going to be pure as long as you can stay healthy. That's going to be pure domination. This guy is the most proven pitcher probably in baseball aside from Verlander.
1: You know what another huge thing is, man? Before we wrap up on him, and honestly, I think because we're so excited, we could talk about him all day. Yeah. You know the the thing is, is that after 2020, him and Severino are the only locks in this Yankee rotation.
0: Tanaka and, Tanaka and Paxton
1: and Half are all free agents at the end of
0: 2020. It's going to be him, by him by Montgomery, and Severino.
1: Right, and, and I, you know, I believe that Tanaka is seems destined to be a Yankee. I think the Yankees value him very much for what he is, which is an Andy Pettit type. You'll go through your season of you know uh, a 13 and seven with a four two five, but you know what you're getting in a big game. And, uh, I think that matters to them. I think he matters. I think New York and the Yankees mean a lot to Tanaka, but Paxton, you know, I'm thinking just over the last couple of weeks, you know, we saw Zach Wheeler sign this 118 million five-year deal with Philly. And I'm thinking is Paxton any, any different? And he's left-handed, you know, if you're going to sign purely off upside next year's free agent class is not all that great. I'm thinking Paxton could fetch a, a fucking fortune, and he's still pretty young. I think he's only 29 or 28. So, I mean, you're, there's no guarantee you're bringing him back. There, this was a move that doesn't only help you this year, but going forward, he is your lockdown ace. And we talked about Severino. He's got ace-quality stuff, and he's shown flashes of being an ace, but he hasn't done it for a prolonged period of time. Cole has. Now you slide Severino into number two. You have Paxton, Tanaka, and you fill out the rest in the coming years. Jesus for Christ. Tw- I got to change my pants. I got to change my pants to, if you keep talking for like this. As 2020, there is no better rotation in baseball, my man.
0: Dude. I'm <sighs> moist. I'm moist. I don't like that <laughs> word very much, but I'm moist. There you go. Um, well, is, you know,
1: I mean, I'm glad I'm doing a phoner with you, and I'm not sitting across from you. Oh, I'd be
0: humping your leg at this point.
1: I know, dude. I just scared. need
0: uh, with this with this Jets season, which has had plenty of ups and downs. We're gonna mo- we're gonna segue into the Jets and the Giants right now, and this Knicks season. I need uh, St. John's has been doing all right, but I, I need, and obviously my pokes are done. But we didn't expect them to do much <laughs> of anything, anyways. But they're not in the final four. No, they are not. Um, Neither is Alabama, thank you. Um, I just I need I need the Yankee season to start like tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I know. I was thinking about it, and like we we're so hyped, and we're still two months out from pitchers and catchers reporting. But hey, you know, you what? know what?
0: It'll it, creep up on us. We got Christmas, and then ah, uh, this sucks. Maybe not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for me, I'm in a much better spot than you are, sports fan wise. But it's. Hey, listen, man. It is uh, really it is are so you with exciting.
0: the Nets? I mean, there's a lot of expectations there, and they're not really living you up to. Really? It. Let's, well, let's let's talk basketball. You picked them a as a three bit. seed.
1: I did. I, I was How's presumably that? Presumably under Kyrie. Well, they're you know they're 13 and 10. They're about to be 14 and 10. They've won 10 of 13. So with Kyrie listen, out of the
0: lineup and Dinwiddie running to the show.
1: Exactly. I mean <laughs> that just goes to show. But um, let's talk football real fast, man. Your Jets have actually been playing quite well lately. And they I know have. we've missed a couple pods. They lost that brutal game to Cincinnati. I still don't know how you allow that to happen. Nope. They didn't just lose. They got waxed. Yeah, they they, they, was,
0: they got beat. They got their asses beat. They, to me,
1: that looked like just a, a, a coach that didn't have a team prepared to play. But you come back and in a field goal crazy game, I tell you what, if you're, you were a fantasy holder of either whoever the hell the Dolphin kicker was or Sam Ficken, boy, did you have a day. But you know what? You guys have—I believe you have six wins now. Five wins. Five and eight. Five and eight. I mean, this is—you're starting to tantalize fans with what this season could have been if Darnold had I stayed healthy. I was gonna healthy. say, have what, you do, what do you think? Like the Cincy
0: what do you think, my baby boy, if he had stayed healthy and not and not kissed the beautiful lips of that fucking high school girl at that party? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think the record would be?
1: You know, it's so hard to say, man. I think you're the better one to answer your own question. I'm I thinking, mean, I'm I... thinking,
0: we get two more wins.
1: But see, that's the hard part about this Jet team Jets. Because the Jets, the like... rest
0: of the team was kind of banged up, and I don't know. But but looking at, I mean, who cares? Let's not speculate. Oh, at the end, I'll of the ask day. you
1: a question real fast. Was he healthy during that first Dolphin game? That's a game you should win. No, I don't was think so. Was he healthy? So. Was he? Yeah, the but first it... Dolphin game. But again, yeah, he had been back for like three weeks at that
0: point. But again, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I, you can't turn around. But then, I can't be a hypocrite and say he wasn't healthy then and then say he was healthy for the game he came back when he played against the Cowboys.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying, though. So, like, if he was healthy during that Dolphin game, you can't excuse that Dolphin game. The Dolphins were winless at that point.
0: No, no. And... No, I'm, I'm in complete agreement game. with you. No, I, and and you can and it wasn't. Some of that wasn't his fault, of course. Of course, we're gonna not. we're gonna put that most of both of those games on the coaching, because we've seen a lot out of him, and he led the team down the field. And I know in the last game it was a bullshit pass interference call, but nonetheless it was a pass interference call. He led the team down. He made another nice play to get them in field goal position, and they won the game. And I want to see a game winning drive out of Sam Darnold, and I finally did. You got
1: it, and, and listen, that was a win that they had to have because the Dolphins punked them in Miami when the Dolphins were winless, and that was the game that, you know, I had proclaimed when we did our Wednesday For the record,
0: the Dolphins had one win, I think, right? No,
1: the Dolphins have three, my man.
0: No, they had one win at the time.
1: They had zero at the time. The no. Jets have lost to two winless teams this year.
0: I'm trying to bail my guys out here, but you're calling me to the carpet.
1: Yeah, the Dolphins the Dolphins had not won at that point, and the Bengals had not won at that point. All I'm saying is, is like you know, and in that Cowboy game is a game that looked really good at the time, but the Cowboys are obviously not a good team. What I'm saying is, is when when you know we ask what they could have been if Darnold was never you know never kissed that high score, I'm not sure. I'd love to say that they'd be a seven win team or a six win team, but they lost two games to teams they should have killed when he was healthy. So. I'm not 100% sure. All I know is that there are times where their defense plays really well, and Darrell makes enough plays, and they, you know, they they destroyed the Raiders, and they did beat the Cowboys, who I, for some weird reason, will be a playoff team. I, I, there's times where you look at this team and you say, yeah, like I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to probably be a playoff team with Duck Hodges playing. You know, the Bills are going to be a playoff team. There's other teams in contention in this awful AFC. The Cleveland Browns aren't done yet. You know, there's some bad teams, and I look at the Jets, and I'm like, you know, you could be there. But I'm just not sure, my man. I don't know, to answer your question, what they should be or what they shouldn't be. All I'm saying is, is over the last month, they've shown why, in spurts, why they could be a playoff team. And when we went into this season saying, best case scenario, they could be an 8-9-7 eight eight, football team.
0: You're absolutely right. At the end of the day, they're not a playoff team. They were officially eliminated from the playoffs. But, again, I'm seeing good things from Sam Darnold, and that's all I really can ask about. I don't really have to talk about the stupid Le'Veon Bell going bowling thing. He's an adult. He can do what he wants. He should probably know that if he's going to be away from the team due to a due to an illness, he prob- he's a public figure, and he probably shouldn't go out in public. But, nonetheless, I don't really care. Um, I'm happy with what I've seen from the Jets over the past few weeks specifically Sam Darnold. Um, but aside from that, it's another lost season. I'm just hoping that maybe they can keep this front office intact and that they can build something. But why don't we look at your Giants, man? Because, you know, a couple weeks ago you and I were saying, well, at least they're in unison and, and all of this good stuff. At least the head coach, the ownership, the GM, they're all in unison. And, and right now it really doesn't look that way because your head coach may be gone
1: um yeah it, i don't think it may be gone i think he is gone things are falling apart
0: even, and they're falling apart fast because they listen, are, i understand that they don't have the most talent in the world but this is this should be better than a two-win team bottom line
1: you're not wrong um you're not wrong they should be and, and you know that's kind of been my problem and, and i've been arguing with other giant fans myself even at times frenchie i frenchie by the way Frenchie's good, man. Word on French the is street is you what hurt he... your
0: groin. Was it?
1: Oh, my God, dude. I pulled a freaking muscle. Doing, doing what? Box jumps. He was there doing box jumps, oh, bro. Oh, is that a what a the wild? kids are calling I, it these days? I, I jumped back down, yeah. and I just felt a pop. I heard a pop, and I was like, oh, fuck, this isn't good. Did he give you now, a little don't massage? Worry, he was there. He, don't worry. He was there to nurse me back to health. Good. I'm feeling better good. now. So we're, well, he's we're the one that caused shape. the
0: injury because, I mean, we've all had sex injuries before, Sean. You could say it. Yeah, man. Box you know, jumps. That's just, what they're calling it these days. It,
1: that's it. That's <laughs> it. You know, if you look it up in uh, Urban Dictionary, yeah, that's that's the new uh, Oh, ew. That, that's I'm what good we're on calling it I'm good days. on that. Uh, <laughs> um, but either way, no, um, I know you had to get that in there. You've been waiting a few weeks for your Frenchie uh, 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 comment. I've been dying. Uh, no, I'm I know. I'm still mad at him. I know. Well, it's almost like he doesn't respect you or something.
0: Um, oh.
1: But, <laughs> but no, you see, the Giants, man, it's, you know, I, I say they should beat these teams. And I say, you know, based off the talent and and, and whatever, and we should beat teams. I, I've come to the conclusion we really shouldn't beat anybody. We're a god-awful football team. And, yes, we have some talent, but, like.
0: Why are you a god-awful coach, football team, though? Our like, what does it lead back to?
1: Our coaching loses in games all the time. Now I'll say this, there's not as there's not a tremendous amount of talent particularly on the defensive side of the ball which allows you to, you know, give up a tremendous amount of points every week and and allow you in games like this to, you know, give up a 17-3 lead although the offense did nothing in the second half, but you know, bad teams do that, but also, you know, obviously guys are not put in the position to where they can succeed. And I look at teams like the Cardinals and the Jets and the Redskins and the Dolphins. I mean, think about the Redskins. They fire their head coach midseason. Look at all the guys that he had working under him that have been successful in the league. The owner, the owner drafts the player. Not even the not even the GM. The head coach gets fired after having to report at five a.m. the next day. And the the GM is saying we have a damn good culture. They're falling all over on themselves. They have three wins. The Giants have two. The Dolphins went into this year trying to lose every game that they were playing in. They have some more wins than the Giants. The Jets, who were fly- had fans flying planes over, you know, the East River calling for Gase's job, beat the Giants. I mean, uh, these are bad teams that we talk about in this league that all have better records than the New York Giants. So, like, the Giants are a fucking embarrassment. The Giants have lost any kind of respect that they had built up in this league over the last 30 years. Okay, so what's the problem? Obviously, there's not a tremendous amount of talent. There's some injuries. But, no, the problem is, is that they have a head coach that shouldn't be a head coach. I mean, that's really what it is. And the biggest issue to me, my man, is when you're talking about, like, how do we evaluate this team, I don't think you can fire Dave Gettleman. And this is coming from somebody who's not a Dave Gettleman fan. I think he's been arrogant. I think he's made moves that have, you know, been contrary to moves that a rebuilding team should make. He trades for Leonard Williams, gives up a third-round pick. There's no guarantee Leonard Williams is coming back. And if you know, he does, he's going to
0: take a lot of your cap up.
1: He's going to take a lot of cap, but, you know, the Giants have a shit ton of cap coming off the books. I mean, they're going to have one of the most fruitful, you know, off-seasons as far as spending money is concerned of any team in the National Football League. But, again, you know, you make the switch to Daniel Jones, and, and anybody that says, well, you know, he, he has a rookie quarterback, there's a reason. no, 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 no. That argument doesn't hold up. Because you couldn't win with a veteran quarterback, Eli, who came back this week. You're 0-3 with him. And your rookie quarterback won his first two games and then lost nine in a row. so Or eight in a row. So, obviously, it's not the rookie quarterback. He won you two games. You're supposed to be making him better. How is he getting better? I still like Jones. I still think he could be a good quarterback in this league. But... He's a rookie quarterback that won you first two games and hasn't won sense. To me, that's coaching. You're not, you know, maturing him. You're not making him better. Uh, this, is a, this is a systematic problem that comes from a lot of different, you know, perspectives. Overall, this is not a team that's capable of winning many football games. They seem defeated. They have veterans calling out their coaching staff. To me, that's another reason out of, you know, 17 why Shermer's gone. I don't know about Gettleman um i think i think a gm should be given you know the chance to have a second head coach and also once eli and zach diossi who's a long snapper by the way are gone after this year there will not be a single player on the 2020 giants that was on the 2017 giants so that's how much of an overhaul he's had so you should give you know there should be an opportunity for him to see some of these moves through Don't you agree? Or else you become a jet situation where you're firing a GM and a head coach every two years. The question is, is who do you bring in for a head coach? Where do you go? Do you go to the college ranks? Do you go coordinator again, even though that hasn't worked out lately? Do you go a Ron Rivera, Mike McCarthy, Rex Ryan route? I don't know. All I know is that Pat Shermer is not the guy. And the reason to keep him is stability. And it's not stability. If you're regressing, they won five games last year. They're not going to win five games this year. And uh, there's really no excuse for that. Sorry for the rant, but it's just insane.
0: It was a tame rant, and I completely agree with you. I think that the GM with the complete overhaul of the roster, because your roster was old, decrepit, and need to be rebuilt completely from the inside out, including your quarterback, I think that this guy needs another shot at another kick at the can, basically, at hiring a head coach. You can't screw up more than two. He's only screwed up one. I think your head coach absolutely needs to go. I'm in complete agreement with you. But I think what Gettleman has done is put things in place to be able to rebuild this team. He's built up a little draft capital and let the guy take advantage of that because the other road is just a complete rotating door, and you don't want that. Trust me.
1: Oh, here, Yeah, exactly. And here's my question to you, and this isn't even a knock. It's just like you know, my argument is don't be what the Jets have been, which is a team that, you know, doesn't have a a cohesive unit between a GM and a head coach, right? Or you don't give the GM an opportunity like a John Idzik to see his plan through. And then you bring in a new GM who got all these new players that has to put his perspective on it and, and his, you know, idea of a team and his concept in motion. And now you're overhauling again, you know, what what do you look for uh, when when you are trying to evaluate you know a situation like your Jets? I know they have three more wins than the Giants do, but you know you are hearing about Gase getting fired, or is is um, you know which, which are uh, Joe Douglas is uh, you know is he is he the right GM? All you know is for the first time we finally have these guys together. Let's not make a rash move. Right? Exactly,
0: I completely agree with that. I mean, I I told you I didn't like Gase. I still don't like the guy, but. Nonetheless, since basically that Dolphins game, Sam Darnold has been extreme, like more than improved. They've opened up the playbook. He's gotten better. You've seen him grow, and you have to hold on to that, and you have to take that with some. You have to take that to next season, basically. If you clean house, that's Sam Sam Darnold's What this is his second year as a quarterback. That's mm-hmm. going into the third season. That's going to be his third head coach, third offensive coordinator, and I believe second or third GM. And you know what? That could completely derail a career just right there off the bat. Exactly. And it's not even just the quarterback. It's, it's team having in general.
1: a new system, right? Because he's not giving any cohesion with wide receivers, running backs, schemes, all this thing. And the, and the, you know, personnel is ever changing. And that's just not what good teams do. Now, listen, for the Giants, I don't know how much further down Rock Bottom is because I think they're there. So, you know, if you... If
0: I don't you, know, my friend. I wouldn't say Jones that out loud. Is,
1: I don't know, man, because you know what? If, if, Joe, if they decide that Jones isn't the guy, if they bring in a new GM and he wants to take a quarterback, you just set your franchise back even further. But if you stick with Jones or if you stick with Shermer... You know, I think you're falling down that rabbit hole as well because, you know, you're, you're not. Again, if he's good, then he's good. But if you're going to just give up on him, or if he's not good, you're, it's the same situation to me. But I'd rather give him an opportunity to to see if he's actually good.
0: <laughs> oh, of course! It's not that to you gotta it's let not him that get. Difficult to you gotta let him get his reps in. The only, the only thing here, and I think for the Giants, it's they're gonna completely agree with the both of us. The only odd man out here is Shermer. Yes, I get him in, or I'm so, And yeah. Batcher, the you DC got, too. Yeah, yeah. The coaching staff's gotta go. The front office and the quarterback are gonna stay. Coaching staff, I think, inevitably is going to be fired. Who knows if it's on Black Monday when everybody else gets fired? They're going to wait till the off season, or if it's tomorrow. I don't know, but I think the coaching staff's going to go, and I think you're going to be you're going to be looking for a new head coach, whether or not they go the Lincoln Riley route if they can pry him away from from Oklahoma or or another um, college football head coach, or they scoop up one of these hot young offensive coordinators that sean mcveigh touched once uh, lent the guy a fucking pencil in third grade and, and now they think he's the next best thing i i don't know but i think that they're going to go with keeping the quarterback keeping the front office and just cleaning the house when it comes to the coaching staff which i think is the only thing that they can and they need to do
1: i agree with you man i, I couldn't have said it better i think i'm tired that, of the know, sean
0: mcveigh bullshit
1: Oh, me too. And one name to look for, everybody, it's uh, if they do go the college route, I don't think it'll be the Lincoln-Riley types. I think it's going to be Matt Rule, the uh, head coach of Baylor. He has succeeded every single program he's been to. He won at Temple, made Temple a top 25 program. Um, He's had great success at Baylor, which was on the verge of having a death penalty. Yeah, he's really turned them around. And he was a member of the Giants coaching staff under, um, under Coughlin for a little bit. So he has Giants ties. Um, he seems like a guy that if you're going to go the college route, he's the ideal head coaching candidate. Other than that, I don't, I don't see a coordinator being the route they go just because it hasn't obviously worked. I think you will go Mike McCarthy, Rex Ryan, or Ron Rivera route, get a proven head coach who's won in this league. Um, that, that's where they're going to go. But I'm sick and tired of talking about my goddamn team. They suck. Your New York team sucks, too. They're just better. They just uh, suck a little less, right? And this is why, this is, exactly, and this is why we want uh, Yankees, Yankees baseball. Let's talk yes. a little NBA. Um, Nets, tell me about your Knicks just real quick. I know Fizdale got canned. Fizzo I don't really think canned. we have to do a deep dive. In. No, I, 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 don't obvious, have, right? I
0: don't have much to say about this. All I want to know is what's the fucking point? Why are, why, are you, why are you firing a coach? Why now? Yeah, why now? What's the fucking point? Why are you firing a coach mid-season? Are you The only reason, the only way that I am going to be happy with this firing, and, and it's going to take time for this to develop, is if I see the young guys playing more and the, the veteran guys on the trading block. If I see that, then I'm going to say, okay, the front office, whoever they put in place at head coach, and the ownership are in continuity here, and they're developing this young team and trying to gain more assets. If it's the status quo and the same exact thing is fucking happening, this firing made no sense, and the entire thing needs to be blown up at the end of the day. But again, that's going to take time, and we can't really determine that for another probably 25, 30 games.
1: Can I ask you a question about about why he got fired now? Do you think the reason he got fired now is because he was under false hope that if he won games, he'd be able to retain his job, and that's why he was playing Morris in crunch time minutes and not Kevin Knox?
0: I mean, it seems evident that that's the case. I I think that maybe if he got to 22 wins, 23 wins, instead of what they're probably on pace for 15 wins at this point, maybe he would have been able to hold on to his job. But at the end of the day, I mean, the, the reason why you're, you were hired in the first place was because you develop young talent. Playing a fully developed mm-hmm. player in Julius Randle and Marquise Morris, or Marquise, whoever the, one of them, I don't even fucking know who he is.
1: It's Marcus, but you know you won't have to worry about him much longer because he'll be traded.
0: Yes, I hope to God so. I'm Another free throw line jumper, I told you, I'm fucking throwing my TV out the window. <laughs> and he shot like 30 since I said that. Um, yeah, This his game. Yeah, no, I know it is. It's it's like a 2008 Rashid wallace s game. Um, but, again, if, if he was doing that to try and save his job, you were brought in here to develop young talent. This was supposed to be a building block kind of thing, not a let's win a few more games and kind of fuck up our lottery pick thing, which makes no sense. So I'm all for the firing if that's the reason why they got rid of him, but it's the Knicks, and I find it hard to believe that's the reason.
1: It's so weird, though. And, like, we, talk, we just talked about the Jets and Giants and, like, the hypotheticals or the repercussions. Yeah, you're though, really and, trying
0: to make me depressed and send me back to uh, being sick like I was before. You're <laughs> really no, not we, helping we, out the I, physical I think, health.
1: I think it really comes down to organizational plans. And, again, like, Physio didn't bring in these players. Well, I, I mean, you say organizational
0: plans, came. bro, and it's like c- clearly there is not one.
1: Well, Fisdale was brought in because of his relationship with Vets. He was really close with LeBron and Wade, and the Knicks believe that, you know, regardless of how good he was X's and O's wise, and I know you wanted, you know, Budenholzer and who, who wouldn't, but, you know, you bring him in because he's supposed to help lure free agents. And when you don't lure the free agents because you're you're not making good personnel. Well, he decisions was also he best.
0: was also fantasized and whatever as this guy that develops young talent. Which is weird because I don't ever recall. I don't that. see it. I see him on the bench, and that's what doesn't make sense because everybody's like, "Oh, he's so good at developing young talent." this guy was a coach on the Miami heat back in the days with LeBron and Wade and, and those, there was no young talent on that team. And then the one coaching shot he got, he did a halfway decent job, but it was a fully developed veteran Memphis Grizzlies team. If you don't remember that, take that for data press conference.
1: Yeah. Right. And he alienated, you know, again, their best player, Marcus all. So, it's to me, it, it was always puzzling why they kept him after he wasn't able to get KD and Kyrie because, you know, it was obvious that he wasn't making Knox better. You bring in RJ Barrett and, you know, you give him this plan that says, hey, we expect you to be better. Well, who expects you to be better? Does the front office actually believe that this crop of four point guards and five power forwards is actually going to be a team that's good enough to win you? You know, uh, you know, 35 games, 32 games and get into the playoffs? Because well, if you think that, then all those the guys. The front you know, office was idiotic
0: here. to get those guys in the first place and just blow that cap space when you could have taken a, a John Wall with a Bradley Beal when he ends up on the block or, or something like that midseason. You can save some of that cap space. You don't have to spend it until the end of the year. But, listen, again, the coaching thing happened. It doesn't make sense to me. I got one candidate in mind that I want. It's not Mark Jackson. It's not Jeff Van Gundy. It's none of those guys. I want Jay Wright.
1: That's a really good one. Well, you're you know entrenched yourself in the Big East there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, why not at this point? Why not?
0: I think he's a really good X's and O's head coach, and I mean, I'm sure he's a great recruiter. Obviously, he don't give a shit about that when it comes to the NBA. I just think he's really good at developing a program.
1: It's worth a shot. I have not heard that name, and I really like that idea. Um, so we'll see where they go. Right now, Mike Miller is their interim. How long he stays, I don't know. What route they go afterwards, I don't know. As long as it's not um, Kurt
0: Rambis. It's not going to be <laughs> Kurt Rambis. As I long think as it's set. not Kurt Rambis as our interim head coach again, I can't go through that. But Hey, listen,
1: man, we missed a couple weeks of uh, football picks. I think we're ready to make some, don't you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we talked a little NBA there. We're, we're going to get really in-depth around the league because I'm sure you and I have both been watching, although uh, I've been watching plenty of TV since I've been a little bit out of commission. But let's jump into some picks. I don't know where we are standings-wise. We're going to have to update you guys on that. But Yeah, Sean we got to do a deep dive. Sean and I are going to make some picks this week, so why don't we lead off, since they're at the top of the list here for me, with the New York Jets. They are going down to Baltimore to play one of the best teams in the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens and they are 14 and a half point underdogs. What do you think?
1: I'm going to take the Ravens. I know this is a uh, a lofty number, but you know, I I know there's rumors about Lamar and whether he's going to play. He says he's playing. He says he's good. Uh, even if he doesn't play the whole game. I mean, this they score points in bunches. The I Jets do not. And their defense is really really good. Low key, Marcus Peters best Great.
0: Best trade of the best, year.
1: Best trade of the year, even though Minka Fitzpatrick has been great with Pittsburgh, I mean, he's made them a lot better, obviously, and kept them in playoff contention. But what Marcus Peters has done for an already good Baltimore defense is ridiculous. Give me the Baltimore Ravens covering the 14-and-a-half. I don't think this game is close.
0: I completely agree with you. I don't care if RG3 plays or if Lamar Jackson plays. I think the Baltimore Ravens can score 17 points and beat the Jets 17 to nothing, and that will cover that. All right, so let's move on to MetLife Stadium. The New York Giants are at home. This is odd, but they are favored, and that's probably because they are playing the Miami Dolphins. The Giants are favored by three and a half. Um, I don't know who's playing yet. I've heard it's Eli, but I'm not sure.
1: So they're favored by three and a half, which means they're really only favored by a half, which means it's a toss-up since they're at home. The Dolphins really should be favored. I know it's the Dolphins, Ooh, but shot. they could have they could have beaten the Jets. The Giants just every week find a way to lose. I don't know who's starting either. It sounds like it'll be Eli Jones isn't getting first team reps. It's a short week coming off the Monday night game. And also, why risk a further injury with a high ankle sprain for the kid? He started ten games. He's gotten a lot out of this year. What do you Get the home start. You know, he played well enough to win uh, on Monday night. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins. I I really think Fitzpatrick will have a day. Fitzpatrick's a renegade, but he'll have a day against this Giants defense that can't stop fucking anybody. I don't care who's playing quarterback. The head coach will find a way to put them in situations that don't win them games. You know, the Giants are 5-19 in their last 24 home games, and they've lost to already – A team like Arizona, who was winless this year, had to fly across country and play in MetLife Stadium. There's nothing about home field or anything that leads me to believe the Giants should beat anybody. And I'm going to take the Dolphins uh, three and a half points.
0: I have an agreement with you on that one as well, as boring as it is for us to agree with each other. Um, I think Fitzpatrick has no fear. He's going to sling the ball all over the yard. And some weapons have come out of recent for the Dolphins. Uh, Devontae Parker seems to have woken up. And then this guy Laird, the uh, white running back, he seems to be playing pretty well. And I think that they're going to shit on the Giants, to be honest.
1: I don't know about shit on them because they are both such bad teams, but I could see them winning by seven. Yeah.
0: I completely. Agree. Well,
1: I, I, I don't think that's ridiculous. All right, what's your third team pick, man?
0: All right, my third pick here, and we are going to go out of market. I am going to go to Tennessee.
1: Okay. I this like is a big game.
0: I think the Tennessee Titans have been playing really well. They are at home and they are favored by three against the Houston Texans. Give me the Tennessee Titans minus three.
1: This is a big game. I like that pick since they're at home. You know, if you're on the Ryan Tannehill bandwagon. I am. Allow everybody else to be on it, too, because it's a, it, there's a room for a lot of people. Um, he's galvanized that team, hasn't he? That's Absolutely. a good pick out of you. And this is a huge game on the Sunday Week 15 slate. I'm going to go to Carolina, where the Seattle Seahawks are a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Kyle Allen and the uh, and the Carolina Panthers are in a complete note of freefall. They are not a good team. They are losing. Ron Rivera is out as head coach. Cam Newton's da- uh, you know future is completely in doubt. And the Seattle Seahawks have to get up from a really rough performance on Sunday night in L.A. The Rams trounced them, and knowing how Russell Wilson responds to you know being down a little bit. They're going to go across the country and beat the hell out of the Carolina Panthers. This game I don't think will be close. And please give me the Seattle Seahawks.
0: All right, give me your last pick. All right, last pick.
1: I think this is Oakland's last game ever in Oakland. They are a a six-and-a-half-point favorite against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I believe that Gardner Minshew... Minshew mania is coming back And playing in this football game I don't care this is kind of like the giant situation I don't care if it's Foles or Minshew You know the raiders have had a Really rough stretch lately they've You know they just got killed by tennessee Your jets killed them But if this is their last game in oakland which i Believe it is They're gonna beat the jaguars the jaguars suck Oakland six and a half Point favorite they'll cover that too Give me the raiders
0: All right all right, so my final pick, the Sperm Bank Pick of the Week, brought to oh, you it's back. by SorrySports.com, the greatest website in the world. Check it out. Sean will be writing articles out the ass right after he finishes up his final semester. Um, That's it. I'm not going to say congrats yet because I don't want to jinx it. So once that piece of paper is in hand, all the congrats due to you will be there. Thank I am you. going to go down to Dallas. Oh, Dallas Cowboys are at home against the Los Angeles Rams, and they are dogs at home, plus one. If the Dallas Cowboys are going to make the playoffs, I know they don't have to win this game, but they have to win this game, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, because the Eagles are playing Washington. Exactly.
0: And and the Dallas Cowboys seemingly can actually lose this game as long as they win the next two games coming up after this. I believe they have Washington followed by Philly to finish off their season. They can it's still actually make the
1: opposite. Philly-Washington, that it. week's the yeah. same game. Yep.
0: If they can win those games, they'll stomach the playoffs. I still think Dallas is going to win this game. Cash it in the Sperm Bay Pick of the Week, the Dallas Cowboys at home, plus one, against the Los Angeles Rams.
1: Any uh, Will influence in this decision of yours?
0: Um, would you like – I don't know if I could do this because I got you on the phone, but would you like me to see if I can play a recording of Will?
1: If you can find a way to do it, uh, I'm all in. I haven't heard from him in a while, and this guy's been falling in Dallas.
0: Um, I cannot play the recording, but maybe I'll attempt to play it at the end of the podcast. It's just – oh, yes, I can. Emergency press conference. Awesome, let's hear it. Me, Will Smith, will not watch another Dallas Cowboys game until Jason Garrett is gone. I have my whole family here, and they are witnesses to this. This is going on social media. Because I will not watch another Dallas Cowboys game until Jason Garrett is removed as head coach. Thank you. What do we think of that? That's something did you hear it? That's something yeah no it was uh it was it was definitely something else hearing that from him um, you know it, it's depressing times down in Dallas uh, I couldn't be happier about it myself, and I'm sure you feel the same way totally. The only problem is is that there's been rumors that if he does get fired, he might be the next Giants head coach. I know. I saw that too, and I don't want to talk about it. Just like you don't
1: want to talk about the Knicks, I don't want to talk about the Giants.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's been rough. No, it has. Um, well, that about wraps it up for this pod, my friend. Finish up school, get those papers in, um, and I'll Get it continue. done, and you keep
1: feeling better, man. We'll, we'll get together next week. We, we have a lot more in-depth to talk about. But you know what? Regardless of how sorry some of our teams are, I'll get, you Garicoles a Garicoles and s- and I'll get you
0: a Garakol. i get you a sleeveless. How's that sound? That'll be your graduation <laughs> present.
1: Listen, I'm thinking about which next jersey I want to rock. When oh I Jesus Christ! Uh, so, yeah. All right, but, my uh, friend. Show them off. All right, well, man. Well, good it's luck. Good to talk to you.
0: Absolutely, man. I will talk to you on Monday. Everybody, enjoy the rest of their week.
1: Everybody, take care.